Welcome to Engage Your Tribe, a podcast about the art and science of audience engagement. I'm Jeremy Shear, founder and CEO of Tribal Knowledge Podcasting, and my guest is Jana Lass, VP of Marketing at Sensia, a talent intelligence software company. Jana, thank you so much for your time and for joining the show. Yeah, absolutely. It's great to be here. So tell us about Sensia. Yeah, Sensi is a talent intelligence platform. It enhances and extends HR processes with data and insights to help companies make better and more efficient people decisions. That could include everything from, you know, finding good fit candidates for open roles to even ranking and comparing best fit applicants in an automated way or analyzing existing employee skills um, to help kind of plan and do strategic planning. And we do all that by leveraging AI and automation on top of a vast talent data set. Okay, very cool. So it sounds like your audience is potentially any company that's looking to hire people or that needs talent, which is usually pretty much any company. But is it more specific? Who is your audience? How do you break that down? Yeah, so our audience tends to be more enterprise focused, um, people who are doing massive amounts of hiring across big scale. And the personas that we tend to work with the most are really professionals in talent acquisition and HR at all levels. So it could be, you know, chief people officers, VPs of talent acquisition, but even CEOs are starting to get a lot more involved in this because building a strong workforce is really considered a critical strategic initiative in most companies. So we're starting to see a lot more of that C-level um, engagement, but it's not just a top-down initiative. In order to make it successful, our audience also includes like those functional roles of recruiters, sourcers, people operations, and all other kinds of HR professionals who are responsible for kind of the day-to-day bringing on or managing the, the workforce. Okay. And so what are some of your biggest challenges in terms of cutting through all the noise and reaching those folks, engaging with them? Yeah, um, it's rising above the noise. I think that's probably the biggest challenge mm-hmm. for any marketer these days. You're competing for a very small window of attention. And I think is how do you get right into it and be concise enough to, you know, start making people want to open the door to hear more about what you have to say. So it's kind of capturing that early attention. And for us, one of the bigger challenges is because we do have a wide range of personas that um, are involved in our buying cycle is the the focus for each tends to be a little bit different. And so those executives that care about, you know, higher level impact and bottom line contributions, we want to talk to them a little bit differently than we do those day-to-day audience that really care about how do you make my life easier? This isn't just something my boss gave me um, that I have to deal with. I want to know that you're going to be, you know, valuable to me as well. So how do we really segment that out and, and resonate with both audiences is something that we're constantly, you know, kind of trying to figure out what that balance is to be relevant to both audiences without alienating the other one. Okay. So what are some examples of solutions? So one of the things we do is try and put ourselves in the, in the shoes of the customer that we're talking to with whatever the content is we're creating and guide that journey along you know, that. So we kind of call it the red pill, blue pill experience is at the top level, kind of with your executives, personalization, you know, here's what's going on in your business and here's the points and really tie and try and tie the persona to that point in the journey. 
that they are that's going to resonate with them about what they care about. So it's a lot of segmentation and putting ourselves in their shoes um, and trying to kind of make that messaging really concise to them. Okay, let's get into that a little bit more. How do you put yourself in their shoes? Do you make efforts to literally talk to these folks? How do you get to know what they're thinking, what they really care about? Yes, tons of conversations. Everybody on the team is involved not only in customer conversations, customer feedback conversations, but we're constantly trying to build our network of subject matter experts outside as well. And, uh, you know, dealing with HR, they tend to, they have to keep a lot of things confidential and are not necessarily comfortable bringing things publicly. So they feel like they can't necessarily let their voice be heard. So in order to, you know, kind of be a champion of their voice, we have tons of conversations and it's really about listening instead of trying to spin. I think a lot of marketers try and spin the conversation to what you, the conclusion you're trying to drive them to. And what we really do is put ourselves in their shoes, just sit back and listen and try and understand their problems. And at Sensio, we also, we are our own hiring managers and recruiters. So that kind of gives us a unique perspective of actually being in their shoes from time to time as well. Mm -hmm. So we, we just have tons of conversations with them, both private conversations. We do a lot of one-on-ones through a program we call the HR innovators program, mm -hmm. um, with is with customer champions at all levels, but also a lot of round tables, um, where, where it's kind of therapeutic to be able to talk about the pain. And it's not about our solution or sales. It's really just about sitting back and hearing their problems. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Say a, a little bit more about these roundtables, sort of what does that look like and how do you initiate that? How do you reach out and get folks to agree to participate? I Very similar to how you got me <laughs> to want to come up this conversation now is you connect with them on LinkedIn if they're they're active or not. Hey, you know, we want to and, and we present it in that our approach is to bring an authentic voice of the people that are on the front lines to this conversation and to our messaging. And in order to do that, you know, we want to understand what are your biggest pain points? What are the, the challenges that you face today to day? And so we'll say, hey, we want to talk about some of the things we're hearing from analysts and trends in the industry. But how does does it even relate to you? tell us, come tell us, let's, let's have a conversation about it. And it's really been surprising how much people actually want to want to talk mm. and share that information is sometimes I think, and I think it has a lot to do with the HR function and the confidentiality around it is, Hey, I can't really talk about this publicly, but off the record, here are the problems that I have. Mm, that's interesting. So it sounds like you found that when you give people the opportunity to, to have a real conversation, not a sales pitch, not no strings attached, but really just speaking that, that people will take you up on that. Absolutely. Uh, people love to talk about themselves. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. If you give them the opportunity. Yeah. Because, I mean, I found, I, I, I totally get that. And I found that that's because, at least partly because, tell me you, you think a real conversation, it's not, again, it, it's not a sales thing. It's exploring an idea with somebody, right? It's kind of talking, thinking out loud, and you can learn things. And sometimes you can even surprise yourself when you have that opportunity to just exchange ideas with, you know, with a smart group of people. Right, absolutely. And obviously, there's a lot of value in that, enough value for folks to say, yeah, sure, we'll, 
we'll spend a little time with you and, and talk about our concerns and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and I, again, it's, I think bringing their voice front and center when maybe they feel like they haven't necessarily been heard before, I think makes them feel a little bit special. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you're right that especially in the world of HR, maybe there's a kind of closed nature to that. Um, you know, it makes me think of the TV show, The Office. I don't know if you were a fan of, uh, you know, Michael Scott and the character of Toby Funderson in The Office, who was the HR guy who who Michael hated and like everyone kind of hated. Like, I think HR people kind of get a bad rep a little bit sometimes, you know. Like that show is a total exaggeration, but I, you know, I wonder if maybe there's something a little bit to that. And like, it's this whole world of HR and given the opportunity to, to really talk about it and explore things can be really attractive. Absolutely. And I think we're getting into a point with HR where this is a bit of their time because of everything that happened with the pandemic and Mm, and these really drastic kind of employee experience shifts they're being kind of brought front and center in a way they haven't before, which I think is really exciting for them. Yeah. Yeah. Good point. So now when we exchanged emails to set up this interview, you mentioned that authenticity is something that's important to you. So let's talk about that. Why is authenticity important and how does that shape your outreach and the discussions you have with your, with your audience? Yeah, absolutely. I think they're they're really closely tied. And for me, authenticity uh, is about that relevance. Is I can't begin to describe how many times I've heard, you know, the vendors or the think tanks come up with these high level topics or trends or framework that at the end of the day doesn't really resonate or feels like a sales pitch to to that person that that you're trying to sell to or, or talk to. So it becomes this buzzword and you start to tune it out. So then you're not capturing that attention that allows you to open the door and have them want to hear more about what you have to say. So when I think about authenticity and why it's important, it's because you have that short window of time to relate to people and they don't want to hear a bunch of fluff. They want to hear about things in a real way that they can really be like, oh yeah, that's what I go through. And it brings that credibility you need to be able to capture their attention um, and have that that personality and be, it becomes more tangible and relatable. Mm-hmm. You okay, know, so- I think I'm going to kind of go on a soapbox for a minute. Yeah, I sure. hate the term influencer so much because <laughs> we don't want to be influencers. We want to be subject matter experts. And mm-hmm. that means really listening to the problems that people have talking to other subject matter experts who live it on the front lines day to day and bringing that, that voice forward, championing that voice. Okay. So I think most of our listeners would agree that yes, being authentic in your marketing is, is very important, but it's certainly easier said than done. Like, how do you go about that? What are the, the, what's the strategy in terms of even like shaping content, shaping outreach to say, okay, let's, we need to make this authentic. What goes into that? Um, So for us, it starts with obviously our values is practice what you preach, um, which is harder, easier said than done. Mm -hmm. um, A little bit harder in practice, especially when you sell to the enterprise, there tends to be a little bit of a play it safe, sterilize your content, adopt a really corporate tone. So it's about encouraging your team to have their own voice, 
and relate to the problem set in their own way. That's part of our strategy is, you know, it's, you know, it goes back to put yourself in the customer's shoes, have as many of these conversations as, as you can really listen and empathize. And I think that empathy is okay, great. Bring it to the table in a way that you would then talk to your colleague or one of our, you know, uh, someone in our network over lunch or cocktails instead of this really formalized way is let's talk about these topics in the way that, you know, we do at the barbecue. Mm -hmm. And that's really what I think our strategy has been. Um, and is, and it's, it's hard to kind of overcome a lot of habits around sterilizing your content. Let's talk about controversial topics, um, especially in the world of, of HR. And let's not be afraid to approach things like companies who talk about DE&I initiatives, but then when you mm -hmm. go to their corporate, you know, page, all their executives look the same. So mm -hmm. is, are you practicing what you preach? And I think that's, that's very much something that we, we strive to do is practice what you preach, empathize, and bring your voice and, and personality to that conversation because you have had the conversations and have the empathy. Okay, that's that sounds really interesting. And so it sounds to me like that achieving that kind of authentic voice is a process, obviously. It doesn't just automatically happen. There's a lot of listening, a lot of trial and error, a lot of like learning how to speak the language of the people you're trying to connect with. Does that seem right? Absolutely. Um, and litmus testing. I think mm -hmm. you can't forget the, the litmus test is, you know, we take a lot of things back to our, our customers and our advisors and, you know, don't be afraid to hear that, that brutal feedback of, I don't really under, I don't think you got what I was saying. That wasn't mm -hmm. it, you know? So there is, there is a little bit of trial and error. Yeah. And, and I think, I would think too that that genuine curiosity has to play a role. Like you can't fake this. The whole point of authenticity is it's real, right? I mean, that that's kind of what authenticity is. There's something just real and grounded about it. And you can only achieve that if you are on at least some very important level, genuinely curious about what the people you're trying to engage with think, not just because you want them to be your customers, because you're, you really are interested in their thoughts. Yeah. Uh, one of the, you know, at Sensia, our values are very important to us. And one of our values is that you have to be passionate about people and, mm. and the success of people in a number of levels. You know, not, not everybody in the company is super passionate about AI, but we are all passionate about the success and the potential of people. And I think that's, you know, you have to have that interest in order to make it work. Mm -hmm. Right. Re real human connection. I've heard, I, I keep hearing this this uh, this idea or phrase, and it's not just it's not B to C, it's not B to B, it's human H to H, like human to human, mm -hmm. which seems true yeah. on some kind uh, of really basic level, right? And I think, yeah, I absolutely think I think people don't want mass messages anymore. They want connections. They want you to speak to them, you know, in a personalized way. Um, they're, they're tired of being broadcast too. So I think, you know, reaching, especially we've all gone so digital is how can we reach out and touch each other <laughs> in, in a, you know, a true manner to form that connection. Absolutely. 
And, you know, like we, like we started out saying to cut through that noise, there's just so much out there these days, so many channels, which on the one hand is, is great. Amazing. Especially if you're in marketing, you have so many options, but there's a lot of noise out there, which makes it more challenging, arguably to, to achieve that kind of authenticity and actually reach the people you're trying to reach in a way that, that makes a difference. Yeah, it is. It is a double-edged sword, and I think you know finding our audience is which, which channels resonate with them most. So we do a lot of alignment with those subject matter experts that we also feel have an, an authentic voice. Um, so we do a lot of alignment with them because we feel like, hey, this your values align with our values. You present your message in a way that we we strive to present our message as well. So let's let's partner up. And so we do seek, um, you know, more niche channels in order to do that. What are some of those niche channels? So there's a, one, one of my favorite publications, actually, that we partner with is a publication called HR Bartender. Mm. And, you know, the, the leader there really presents her voice in, just like their name says, is this is how you would talk over cocktails about these subjects, mm. not, you know, the, the corporate presentation that you would get on them. So right. that's, that's a, a huge one for us. And there's a number of other kind of uh, smaller publications that we focus on as well. Um, you know, on top of, I think you have to have some of the bigger, you know, enterprise talk or some of those really large publications that you include in your mix as well as part of your digital advertising to kind of bring them in the door. Mm -hmm. But I think we've seen most success with some of these smaller publishers Mm -hmm. that, you know, I don't want to say bloggers, but Mm -hmm. essentially are kind of bloggers um, or consultants that have, have gone off on their own to, to, to live it day to day. Okay. That's interesting. Um, I'll I'll include a couple of those, a couple of those URLs in our show notes. So if folks are curious, HR bartender, like it. Great name. HR bartender. Charlene Larby. Okay. I will, we'll put the, uh, we'll put the link in our show notes. So let's wrap it up. Um, Jana, what's, what's something you, you want our listeners to take away from our discussion? What do you think is the main takeaway? I think the main takeaway is strive to really understand your audience reach out to them and ask them, you know, genuinely to share their problems with you. And I think you'll be surprised how, how open they are to do that. Um, And then use those, those points in your messaging to champion their authentic voice um, to bring credibility to your brand. Okay. Awesome. I love it. Well, Janet, thank you so much. I really enjoyed our discussion. Yeah. Thank you so much. Have a great day. That's it for this episode of Engage Your Tribe. You can subscribe anywhere you get podcasts on any podcast app. And while you're at it, you might as well give the show five stars and leave an over-the-top comment about how much you love the podcast. You know you want to. If you're a marketer or an internal communicator and you're interested in podcasting, we've got tons of free resources on the website at tribknowledge.com. That's T-R-I-B knowledge.com. Thanks for listening and staying engaged.